Hey, so I have a lot of free time, and I noticed you have a lot of free time, so why don't we spend it together? And today, instead of talking about, you know, offspring, I would like to talk about just books in general. Not like a book club, because, I mean, if I were really to talk about a book club, I would rant about my favorite book, but, you know, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna rant about, like, books in general, because, well, not books in general, writing a book. I have never written a book, however, comma, (laughs) I want to be able to one day. But it's very difficult. (laughs) Like, obviously, it's very difficult, but like, it's just, I have so many things that go on on my brain at once, and I can't get it written down all at once. That's just, no. I can't do that. What are you talking about? That's way too much to put down in what? Like, three seconds? I can't just put all of because I have the biggest idea in my brain. I'm like, oh my god. This would be great to write about. I can so do this. Blah, 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 blah. But whenever I go to put pen to paper or whenever I try to start typing, I just kind of freeze <laughs> and I'm over here like are you kidding me I had the best book idea possible how on earth could this not be just flowing out of my fingertips I'm trying my absolute hardest to get like what I don't understand but either way that doesn't change the fact that, you know, I haven't written a book. <laughs> it doesn't change that fact. And it's mighty hard to even think about writing, um, like, an outline. Because I'll still have so many ideas. It's just kind of like, I would have so many bubbles in a graphic organization organizer that there would just be too much room for me to cover in one book and then I'd have to go on to another book and then I would get bored of the tedious scenes where like they're just in their everyday life trying to get through so they can get to the plot that would irritate me so much (laughs) that irritates me so much but that doesn't change that I still want to write a book. I still do, no matter what. Somehow, I really want to. (sighs) But I can and will be able to write down other types of subjects. Like, I don't know, they're like, oh, talk about a difficult moment in your life in English class. Like, they'll say that, and they'll be like, oh my god, I could write so much on this. And then I can write, like, a decent bit. I can write an easy 1,500 words in an hour. I can do that. Easy. But if you tell me to make a whole plot line, and these characters, they interact, they have to be there has to be a subplot, all that good stuff. It's, uh, it's so much. That is so much. And I want to be able to do that. However, comma, that's... I'm going to have to put that on my bookshelf so I can try and do that later because I'm definitely not doing that today. Now since we're talking about 
books. If I were to make a book, it would probably be about, well, I can make a podcast on that later on, so I won't say that. <laughs> well, the reason I don't, I don't really want to say the things I want to write a book on because they're good ideas, and if somebody it did want to use it, then it would be out there for everyone to know, and I'm not going to do that. So, side note, the reason I want to have a podcast is because that's how my brain works. If I'm going to talk about a subject, it's very hard for me to be, like, to have an outline, you have to say this at this point, or you have to, or this is what's happening at this point in the story. This is what's doing this, 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 this. No. I just want to be able to talk. <laughs> that is my skill, talking. And that's kind of what my job is, talking. <laughs> but, you know, it's a lot easier. Well, not easier. Because you have to be able to, you know, not say... Um, so, uh, uh, even though I do that all the time, but you have to keep a consistent flow of thoughts related to the topic, whatever the topic may be. And let me just say, the people who have podcasts for one genre of thing, aka any podcast that you've listened to, I applaud them because that's so much to just stay on one topic the entirety of your podcast. You can't talk about anything else. I mean, yes, you can make jokes every now and then, but, like, that's not what people came there for. They came there for to get information on whatever subject your podcast is about. And meanwhile, I'm over here like, if you want to come to my podcast, that's great. I will not push you away. I will welcome you open arms. However, that does not mean I'm going to stick to one topic because that's extremely limiting in my opinion. I, I mean, I could talk about this. I could talk about psychology all I want. I could talk about it all day long. However, I went to school. Take psychology. I don't want to continue doing my job. I want to be able to chill and talk and be a human being with somebody else. And that's another reason I like to like write books because you could just, I mean, even though there's a plot line and all that good stuff, just whenever I'm chilling, laying back, doing nothing my brain goes different places and I'm like oh my god I want to write about this this and this that's another reason I have a podcast because my brain goes everywhere I'll be talking I'll be thinking about how I have trust issues with babies and I'll just be pondering about all my snow globe things and then I'll look at my bookcase and I'll be like oof love my books wish I could write one and then I have other plans to make for podcasts but that doesn't I don't know what the point was. Yeah, I like to be random in my podcast. And another thing is that whenever I would like to write a book, I can't just have it, you know, I, I can't. The thoughts in my brain will not be able to be communicated through my fingers onto the page or onto the keyboard. Because that just isn't how it works for me. I have to be able to say it because that's how my brain is going. I'm like, yes, he walked in the cold, desert, barren island of Sakabwa-da-ba-ba. I don't know. And he went up to the dying monkey who had preserved this island for all of his life. But, like... You get the point. I can talk about a story a whole lot better 
then I can writing it. I'd have to have an audiobook and then somebody transcribe it. I think I used the right word there. Transcribe it. Here. We're gonna Google it. Transcribe. Put thoughts, words, speech, or data into written or printed form. Yes, I gotta write linguistics. Fun. <laughs> but, um, another thing. Sometimes I like to write poems and or songs. That doesn't mean I'm a musician or like, you know, a big poetry fan. That doesn't mean I'm a poet, no. It's just more or less, I'm kind of like, oh my god, I want to express this feeling I have. And then I'm just like, starts writing practically an essay, except it's a really huge poem. <laughs> and whenever I do those, I want to be able to like speak them, speak to my phone, and it do it, instead of me having to type it. However, comma... That's just not how it works. I have to sit down and like really think hard about it. And I do that a lot more often than I would writing a book. Because I don't know, it just seems not easier because they're both hard putting thought to paper, pen to paper. Still difficult. However, the writing the book is long term and everything, but I bet I could finish a book a lot faster than I would be now if I just wrote in the book every time I went to go write a poem. It'd be a whole heck of a lot easier. And I've often wanted to dabble in the, you know, song, well not songwriting business, because that's basically, basically what I just said. Poetry, that's songs. Or at least that's what they should be, except the music industry has turned it into just saying the same word ten times and then having a chorus and then saying the same word and then one more interesting five words and then the chorus again. Except it's supposed to be actual poetry where... It has meaning, and it's not all about getting girls or drugs. I'm not a fan of how people write music nowadays. I will say it loud and proud. I have loved 21 Pilots basically since they have been a band. Just because I love their their music is actually freaking poetry. And yes, I bet you there are going to be people out there who are like, <laughs> emo kid, blah, blah, blah. Don't worry, I've heard it all. I've even heard myself being a trash can because their music is trash and you just consume trash. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Very funny. Now go back to your corner where you cry because you feel so bad about yourself and you take it out on other people. But, <laughs> yeah, I think their stuff is actual poetry because, you know, look up any of their songs, any of them, and look it up, and you'll see, like, genius lyrics or whatever, and it will have the meaning behind all of them, and even if that isn't exactly what Tyler meant when he was writing them, it's just amazing at the fact that people can interpret it in so many different ways to where it can either help them or just make them feel better in general. I think that's a really big blessing that they've put upon other people through music or slash just poetry in general. But anywho, <laughs> if I were to dabble in music, I would actually have to be good at it. Because, I mean, I sing a lot, but that doesn't mean I'm a good singer. <laughs> I do it all the time, but, and I also don't, well, when I was little, 
in my kindergarten. I think it was, yeah, kindergarten. Kindergarten and preschool. There is this amazing music teacher. I absolutely adored her. She was pregnant. She had a kid. She had like some maternity leave and came back. And she absolutely made me love music. Just one of those teachers that were phenomenal and outstanding. She was great. I loved her so much. I would go home. I'd write music. I'd do all that I could. And I would try my very hardest to make songs. And I'd show them to my mom. She'd be like, oh, that's really cool. And I'd write all the music notes out for them. And I'd make it flirt with piano and stuff. And then I moved. Um, my family is in the army. Well, was in the army. My brother's still in it, but my dad was the one that got me in it. And um, we had to move a lot. So after kindergarten, I had to move to, let's just say, a very low quality school. You'd be surprised on how the soldiers that serve our country, how their family can be treated because, side note, there are so many military families in need. Not, I mean, I'm not saying all of them are, but there are a lot. I went every every Thursday. I went a lot of Thursdays when I was in Kentucky to Helping Hands. It was on Post. And for all you non-military brats, Post is like, well, there's Post Base and another thing. I don't remember. But I usually just referred to getting onto the military base as Post. Even though I think that was for the Air Force. I'm not certain. But I know post and base, that's what we generally referred to as the area in which the military soldiers and families live and have their BLS for. But um, I lived on post there and... I would go to the Helping Hands there. It was for military families in need. And they had an entire food pantry. They had clothing that people could rent out or take if they needed to. They had a Santa workshop once a year during Christmas time. And they had this one day, I think it was in what day it was. It was when the entire warehouse was basically they could buy it if like not buy the warehouse but buy stuff in it. Like they could buy bikes, they could buy just a lot of stuff that people usually need except at a really discounted price because they were usually second hand. And I remember um my family, well, my family was an interesting case. My dad was, he, he was, um, he wasn't a poorly paid soldier. He was paid quite well. I think he was a well, I know he's an, well, one of the things he did before he retired, he was an XO, um, which don't ask me entirely what that is. I just know he ran a battalion, and a battalion is a group of soldiers. A battalion's broke down into something else. There's like five different groups in there. And overall, it's, it's a lot of soldiers. But it's not like a general or anything. A general is, oh my god. 
they are up there. My mom had dinner with a general woman, and that was, wow. They were like a four, four-star general. Oof. So it's not like we weren't paid well. However, um, my parents got a divorce, so I stayed with my mom on post because she was allowed to stay on post since she was a, since they were married for 30 years and she basically served as well because, um, she was his wife for 30 years and he was in there for, he was in the army for around 10 13 years already because um, he, yeah, around 10, 13 years already. And he, they decided that she was going to be able to keep her military ID so she'd be able to live on post as a civilian. <sighs> but Oh my god, how did I get sidetracked? Books, books, helping hands. Oh no, I lost track. How did I get to that? So, I remember now it was about my, you know, music teacher. So, I had to move away from my music teacher and all that fun stuff. And I ended up moving to West Virginia. And boy, oh boy, is there, oh, is there schooling terrible? It's, when I was in third grade, I was supposed to learn the metric system. I was supposed to memorize the, you know, metric system and the regular system we use here you know feet inches all that good stuff so I did memorize feet inches and I think I got a little bit of centimeters I don't know I don't really remember that but I was also supposed to learn what cups gallons um quarts uh liters I was supposed to learn all of those as well and also, what a meter was. Not a liter, meter. But I had to learn both. Um, and I had to learn what a kilogram and all that good stuff. However, comma, she did not teach us any of these. And whenever I got in fourth grade, they were like, oh, y'all are supposed to know that. And so I was like, what? They didn't teach us. She had it on the wall, but she never taught us. But that's a different story. I got to fifth grade, and on the standardized testing, totally bombed that because of that. <laughs> I'm joking. I didn't bomb it. It's just I could have gotten higher. Um, but when I got to West Virginia, there... Oof. Just... Oof. Their music program was the definition of trash. I was in this same woman's class for three years, and I'd sat in the left middle seats. It was those elementary school seats where you know the desk thing is connected to the chair and you put your stuff on top and she would do the basic things like do re mi fa so la ki do see my singing is terrible but um so she would teach us all those things but didn't teach us anything else. She never taught us how to read music. She never taught us how to use any instrument, really. All we did in her class 
was play the maracas or play with harmonicas because she was a trash music teacher and it's not like she was nice either no she didn't just let us come in and right away play with harmonicas xylophones and all that good stuff without reading sheet music no she would call out all our names you know the usual attendance goody two-shoes yeah whatever but whenever she got to like actually trying to teach something she would spend about five minutes of it and if anyone so as much held their breath for one second longer than she liked or they were moving their finger in the wrong way or they just in general did not look just pleasing to her eye like as if somebody's was lifting their eyebrow up you know how some kids can lift their eyebrows up in a confused expression I was one of those kids. And so it's not like I would do it out of the way and be like, huh? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and do it extra. No, I'd just be like, what? I, I don't get it. And then, so she would call out all the people she did not like and be like, excuse me, there's no need for any of y'all to do any of that. Stop moving your finger. And it wasn't even loud. One of my friends were like, I couldn't even hear it. I was sitting right next to her. She was still like all quiet. And then she told me to, you know, that's going to tire my eyebrows out. Um, <laughs> and then she would constantly pick on this one kid who just, I mean, yes, he was a troublemaker. Not gonna lie, he was a troublemaker. However, however, it felt like she was going out of her way. You know, when teachers are just like, we're gonna make some children suffer. <laughs> like, they just want to see you burn and die because they had a trashy experience and now they want to pass it on to you pleasant i have a fifth grade story about that but so whenever i was in her class um she always called attendance i'd say here and we get on to doing that we'd go play with the maracas after she decided Five minutes of being serious was enough and then every now and then we'd watch a movie on some musical instrument or something but it wasn't even really that informational it was just more or less like kind of veggie tales it had a storyline related to it it didn't necessarily teach you anything except for like a moral development at the end which I guess that's nice, but not when you're in music class. <laughs> but anyways, she would do that. And then we do the one fun thing that I did like in her class. Two fun things. During Christmas time, we'd play Christmas bingo. I did enjoy that. We do that every year that was I, I like that and around once a month or like once every few months she would get us a group game to play and instead of you know playing the maracas or whatever we would play some group game dancing to this this song or whatever song she picked and you know how they separate the guys from the girls and they're like oh the girls can be on the outside the guys can be on the inside and then it's like you dance for some amount of time with them and then you go to the right or whatever 
I did enjoy that, even though it was extremely awkward. As you know, what, seven-year-old? <laughs> it was fun, to say the least. But those were the few things I liked. I just didn't like whenever she was being very strict. And I remembered on the third year I was in her class, I had to move again. Thanks to, you know, the military. Gotta love it. And so I was in her class and she told us, hey, we're going to have a Christmas musical. So everybody, we're going to practice for that. And in the back of my head, I was like, wow, we're actually going to do something. I like that. And I figured out I was not going to be able to be there at the Christmas musical because we were either packing or doing something else. I don't remember. But so one day for lunch, I asked if I could go tell her. And I think I could go with one of my friends or something. And let me preface this with a little description of her. The music teacher, she had gray hair. I do remember that. And she just reminded me of a bitter old woman. She, her face was rather small and very bunched together. And she just, she just looked bitter. I don't know. That's the best way to describe her. And when I went to go tell her I couldn't be in the Christmas musical, um, my friend, I went up and I tapped her on the back and then she was like, oh, hi. And then I, and then I was like, hi. So I was wondering about the Christmas musical. And then she looked down at her paper because she had another class with her and um, they were practicing for the Christmas musical because it was supposed to be all of her classes. I'm pretty sure that she only had like two or three of them. I don't remember. It was supposed to be all of us at the same time. And she was practicing with another class and she looked down at her paper. I'm pretty sure she had, you know, Christmas musical, people coming. <laughs> and so my name was supposedly on that list. And she looked down at her paper and then she looked up at me she said so what's your name <laughs> are you kidding me are you kidding me like I I am in just shock I was in this woman's class for three years she called attendance every day for three years and she did not know my name I was absolutely just petrified and no not petrified horrified I it was just oh my god what a way to make a fourth grader want to cry because man that that that's gonna make him cry real quick <laughs> not gonna lie I didn't cry, but, I mean, there were some tears rolled up, because no matter how much I hated this lady, she had been my teacher for three years. She was supposed to know my name. And just to let you know, the way she called roll, or attendance, whatever you like to call it, she would just look at her paper, then call off the name. She wouldn't even look up. She wouldn't address the name with a face, except for the ones she liked. And apparently she just was indifferent about me <laughs> for three years. Like, I've got some skill to fly under the radar for three years. My music teacher didn't even know I existed. <laughs> oh, God. That makes me want to laugh and cry at the same time. <laughs> uh, if you ever want some tips on how to literally not be cared for for, you know, 
<laughs> years, I can give you some tips. <laughs> Anywho, if it wasn't for that lady, um, or if it wasn't for that teacher, I probably would have had a lot more childlike love towards music. And I still like music today. And it, I mean, it's very nice to listen to. Obviously, I'm singing and rapping. But I don't know how to play the piano. I don't know how to play the guitar. I don't know how to make it sound good. I, heaven forbid, I don't know how to read notes anymore. I used to know how to do that, but it, I guess I just never prioritized it. And I took one year of piano lessons after I moved to Kentucky, but it just. I had another creepy teacher, which I can talk about him now too. But after the piano lessons, I just gave up because. It didn't feel like it was my type of thing to do. I was just really the one who played soccer or, I don't know, wasn't a ton of clubs. I, I just wasn't the band kid. But I was, heaven forbid, I was not the jock. <laughs> Even though I did soccer for four years, that doesn't mean I was the jock. <laughs> if anything, I was the nerd who just needed extracurricular activities, but couldn't do band because they just didn't have a beat <laughs> whatsoever. And, <laughs> boy, I kind of wish I was in band, but not at the same time, because um, instead of band, I took French, and I ended up getting two high school credits for French in middle school because I decided to do that instead of band and I also got a math credit in middle school. I basically had um, not a fourth, almost a sixth of my high school credits in middle school because I just decided to be the nerd of the group. I spent a lot of time pouring into my studies because my siblings didn't, and I was like, I'm gonna do that. That probably won't be helpful. And so my mom was like, you have the highest grade point average you can have. And I was like, this is sick. I love praise. Let's keep going, man. But, you know, that's all changed. I'm joking. No, I still like getting good grades. That's actually a very high priority for me. Um, however, let's go back to the really creepy, creepy music, not music teacher, the creepy piano teacher. So when I moved to Kentucky, I decided I was like, I want to take piano because I want to do music things and I want to be the band geek. And so we went to this MWR place. It's well, not MWR place. I don't actually know what that stands for. I just know it's related with military stuff. Because you go on the MWR website to find all the activities you can do at each um, post or base that you live at. So I just remember my mom went on the website and was like signing me up for it. And there was a thrift shop nearby, so we were like, sick. We can look at that, too. <laughs> so, went in there, had, um, had to wait in this very open-spaced, um, you know, waiting area. I don't know why I tried to up that up more than it could be. No, it was just a waiting area. And we walked in through a door to get to this man's piano room. And it looked like there was a gym 
outside of his door. Like, we were walking through a gym to get to his door, and I was just thinking in the back of my little fifth grader mind, what if this dude's a creep? <laughs> like, what if he's just in the storage closet <laughs> being a weirdo? But no, it's online. It should be fine. But, so, we went into this room, and surprise, it was actually normal. Um, there was a giant piano there. Not a grand piano, but like, you know, regular piano. Um, and there are guitars there, so apparently he did guitar lessons as well. However, I have not described to you this man's appearance. I know appearances aren't everything, but it did creep me out a little bit. This man had the longest nails I've ever seen, and he was like 60. And I'm not saying guys can't have long nails. You do you. But they were... It made it look creepy how his nails were done. It just... It's not like goth, but like, you know, it's just not... It's unsettling. It's something you'd see in, well, something horror story. I never watched it, but that horror st story TV show or whatever, it's something you'd see in that. And I was like, oh dear God, what, what, what are your nails? And so I was even a brave enough, you know, 10 year old to say, hey, um, why are your nails like that? And then he was like, oh, it's so I can string the guitar better. And I was just thinking in the back of my head, aren't those what guitar picks are for? <laughs> like, I, I, I think that's what the purpose of those things are. Not for you to, um, need to grow out your own nails for that because personally I hate having long nails they're disgusting in my opinion but I mean you do you whoever you are if you like having long nails you do that I just find them personally uncomfortable because it's just too much too much and they're dirty I, I don't like having to my nails, let alone clean for like an extra five inches of nail that I don't want to. I'm joking, five inches, but an extra inch of nail. I just, I don't want to clean that. That's just nasty. Imagine about all the crud and grime that gets under that. Nurses cannot have long nails for that very reason because bacteria can multiply under those things and it's disgusting. So I would much rather have short nails and use a pick if I were to guitar or play the guitar. Because just think about all that bacteria is nasty. Anywho, <clears throat> I get to doing my piano lessons and he was sitting at the end of like the piano um, seat because it's a large seat. Y'all know what a piano seat looks like. And he was sitting at the other end and he was trying to show how to do whatever we were learning very easy. Whatever. Uh, it was just trying to figure out how to do this. And then he was showing me where to position my pants and all that good stuff. But whenever um I'd be learning new songs. I just feel very uncomfortable because I feel like he'd get uncomfortably close. Like, you know in those little warning videos that they show kids about their personal bubble. You don't let strangers get in your personal bubble because that's only for your loved ones if if you're okay with them being in your personal bubble. I was not okay with this man being in my personal bubble, even if he was teaching piano lessons. 
I just was getting creeped out. And so I was learning, well, I was getting to those notes where they're like upside down and they have two, like there's one note on top and another on the bottom and then they're both connected on the same line and then they go to another line that's the same and it's like an upside down double one I, I don't I don't remember it's been years <laughs> like almost the it's okay too much it's been a long time I don't remember fully and I was getting toward that level of playing the piano it's been such a long time since then I I have no clue how to play the piano. I remember I used to be able to play this piece called The Grasshopper. It wasn't anything like Chopin or Mozart's. No, I never reached that level of just beauty. No. I reached The Grasshopper. <laughs> and if you don't know what The Grasshopper is, here, I'm gonna Google it. And you the tone because I forgot what the tone was but I remember the name of it because it was the hardest thing I had to learn at my beginning um, lessons because it was just I remember I had to go forward and backwards and then do something else okay well the grasshopper uh, piano here we go. Oh, okay. All right. This is what it was. I remember now. I'm a hummet. All right. See, that's such a small, sweet, you're beginning to learn things. Oh, and I also remember, I learned the Sandman's lullaby as well. That was nice. <laughs> but I was not a very high level piano player, but it was still fun. The piano playing part, not the teacher. He was so creepy. If I haven't made that clear enough. <laughs> but I was happy with learning how to play the grasshopper, but I did reach past that. I just wasn't comfortable continuing lessons because of that now. And I just never looked again for lessons. And I kind of regret that. Not, well, not regret, because I don't want to regret anything. It's a bad thing if you regret it. I mean, you can't change it, so you might as well not regret it. But I do wish I would have gotten more of a, what's the word, musical inclination, because I do like to write poetry. And poetry is basically a song, except you just can't sing. And, you know, put music in the background. However, I have heard of, you know, ED, EDM, electronic, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make that, because that's just too, too much for me, to be honest. But whenever I listen to Twenty One Pilots, like I don't know, they have such drastic changes throughout one song. Um, I forgot what it was. It was called. They mention it in Lame Boy. They're like, I don't have a. Oh, tempo change. Tempo change. Yeah, we gotta change. Change. Everything is good. I was raised in the wood. Okay, sorry. Just had to finish that thought. 
but I have so many tempo changes, and it gets really, like, EDM, <laughs> EDM Emmy, <laughs> because I'm, I don't know, what do they use? What, what tools do you use for that? I'm guessing it's just pure editing. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> I think I might need a camera at my house because I would not be able to do regular, you know, acoustic, bass, and anything like that. I, I can't do that. I just, I don't have a skill for that. Maybe I could um, do something with electronic stuff because I'm, I'm, I'm decent at that type of stuff. Um, anything electronic, whether it's, I, I, I haven't ever done stuff or even attempted that, let alone, but I have a feeling I would be a lot better at that than the piano. <laughs> and another side note, I met a friend by playing a note on the piano. Um, I went to one of my other friend's sleepovers. She it was her birthday, and she was moving away, because, you know, that's how military people go. And so I went to her birthday party, and there was this one girl. I saw her a lot in school, and um, the friend that was holding the sleepover, she had a piano, and... I decided I wanted to play a note on it, and if my friend's listening to this, I didn't know I played the G note. I played the G note on accident, so <laughs> um, I'm I am fairly certain it was the G note, but um, that other person, the other person was like, oh my god, you just G-noted me, and I was like, what? <laughs> well, I didn't say what, I was like, oh yeah, like, trying to play it off, and you know, I've kind of played it off for a few years now. <laughs> it was a total accident. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, I'm pretty sure a G-note, at least this is what my friend told me, after I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> um, she said, Gino is the first note on the Black Parade. <laughs> and she absolutely adores, um, well, she absolutely adored MCR, My, My Chemical Romance, and that was one of their most famous, notorious songs. And I just Gino'd her hard, apparently, because that sparked our friendship, apparently. And I was, <laughs> not apparently, but it did, even though it was very, very accidental. Like, the odds, man. There's how many keys on a piano? Here, I'm gonna do this. How many keys are on the piano? <laughs> 88 keys. I had a, hold on, one moment. I had a 1% chance, a 1% chance of hitting that G note, and it happened, <laughs> and she said, oh my god, you G noted me, and that was our friendship, it began <laughs> at my friend's sleepover by accidentally G noting her because... I, it was a one percent chance, and it happened somehow. I don't heaven forbid. I don't know how, but um, anywho, <laughs> that was the majority of my experience with piano. And I know we started this off talking about books. Yes, I I, I know that indeed. I'm I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not sorry. Because that's what free time's about. Brain, brain goes everywhere. Doesn't doesn't even stick on one topic. I want to put books and music.
because I can. Anywho, since we still have some time left, I am going to review one of the 21 Pilots songs, one of my favorite ones. And by the way, um, it's very hard for me to choose just one song because, well, they're the only real artists or bands I really listen to because I haven't found any that actually have a lot of meaning and they don't cuss as much or basically very little <laughs> because I find it's a lot easier. Well, I find that a lot of people cuss more because it's a lot easier way of making filler words, and I would just like the pure content, if I might say. That's a very a pleasing thing that I like. Um, however, comma, my top three favorite children pilot songs, and I know one of them is not from, you know, 21 Pilots themselves. It's from just Tyler, because Tyler made his own album before 21 Pilots was invented, and he had it with other people. Uh, I can get into the history of 21 Pilots another episode. <laughs> but just for time's sake, I will say that Drown by Tyler that's in my top three. I absolutely adore it. Mainly just okay. Because I can just feel the absolutely just uh uh, uh. here, I'ma read you one of the lyrics. Alright, you see a man free who thinks he has to buy a key to a door, but he can't because he's poor and he can't fall down anymore because he's already on the floor and his heart is broken and all this is his scar, but it's one from crying because he will try nine times to realize nine crimes, but he has more than nine lives, so he picks himself up and keeps climbing for the prize again. Like, seriously, man? I, and just, there's so much, there's so many unique lyrics in this. Because the usual pop culture song will have, I don't know, let's say, Oh, we will never, ever, ever get back together. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I keep talking about that. Um, that's the same thing over and over, but there's so much difference. So many different lyrics in this. It's just beautiful because he's talking about his struggle with religion and how he just, how his thoughts about himself. Well, I mean, it's very hard for me to put these into even just speakable words because he's trying so hard to be able to prove himself to God or whoever he he's trying really hard to. And it's just really inspiring. And I'm crying. Well, I have cried. I don't think I'll cry on a podcast, but I'll cry in my free time. Meanwhile, my other one, from regional at best is one of my favorite ones. Um, is Slow Town. I love that mainly because it's like another version of Stressed Out, except it's actually not overplayed and stressing me out. <laughs> and I really like the feel of the music. It's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Just lay down. You're feeling slow. Um, today, today, I 
on the right foot, this is to And I don't, it's just a better version of Stress Out, in my opinion. He even, he even mentions Pokemon cards. And I also like the quote, well not the quote, but like the part where he says, I'm trampoline so high, we reach for the sky, but I do not look up anymore, and I don't know why. Because I just, so many other songs are upbeat and living I'm living for them and I love mood for meaning I just do I'm one of those people who need to read into things I read into too many things sadly I do <laughs> but um if, yeah I if I want to listen to music I, it needs to actually have meaning in comparison to when Dada ever ever gets back together. Yeah, it has meaning, but does it really, like, does it really? Because it's just the same thing. I, I, I mean, yes, these songs are the same thing over and over. However, it's just, it's a really deep internal conflict that literally has to deal with life or death and it's just it's very serious and I find it very very just I can applaud all the work put into each song because I know there was a lot of struggle behind it and not only my love for psychology and my issues, well, not my issues, but my, my experience, I just find it so much more meaningful when going to all that fluff songs. It just, it's not necessary. Anyhow, the last one of my top three is Trapdoor. But to be honest, my top three is really just one from each album that is one of my favorite ones. No fun intended, number one. <laughs> Regional at best. Kind of tied with number one. Vessel. Yeah, number. Tied with number two. Blurry face tied with number two. Entrenched tied with number two. I, I love them all. I just love No Fun Intended and Regional Best a little bit more. But if I were to pick one from each album, that'd be a whole different thing. But anywhoosies. Um, Trapdoor from Vessel. This is one that made it into my top three. Um, mainly because I just really love it. I don't I don't know. I, I mean I mean I know why. I just I don't <laughs> I can say it all I want, but like it's just mainly because I related to it a lot. I had a lot of issues with yes, I actually did have some issues, I'm sorry. I I had some issues with depression and stuff, but like this is one that really he wakes up early today, throws on a mask that will alter his face. Nobody knows his real name. Even though he just uses his real name sometimes. <sighs> yeah. He pretends he's okay, but you should see. Oh, an abandoned bed laying on the bleeding edge of a heartache and dying wish. This wasted life. Of a life. Sorry. Sorry, just, well, I mean, I wasn't singing that one, because it's just very deep, and anytime I'm going to talk about Joy Pilots, I'm just going to say, oh, it's deep, I love it, mainly because there's so many layers going through the artistic hard work, 
you have to literally figure it out. I would like to give a side note. Although Trench Owl on the at first, I was not a fan because I did not like how he just repeated the same word over and over. That is one of the most cliche things I hate. However, comma started looking up more into the meanings and stuff, and he put out a lot of cryptic stuff that I did not catch up with, and it mean did and it meant a lot more to him than I would have realized at the time. So it's kind of grown on me because there's more meaning behind it. So basically, if there's a popular, if there's a song, and I don't really like the beat behind it, but it has a very good explanation. I'm most likely about to like <laughs> about to make music, but let me tie this all back into books. <laughs> well, more like I'm writing a book because writing poetry, songs, music—that's basically writing. Well, art, art in general, I guess. You're creating something. You just put that out of your brain into something else in the real world. That's intense, man. Gotta applaud it. And I just wanted to talk about it. Thank you. Well, I hope you had a good time. You know, I hope I did not waste your free time. I enjoyed my free time. I hope you enjoyed yours. Stay because you will keep on.